Welcome to the Man of Gold podcast, and today I've got a special, special treat for you. A good friend of mine, a new friend, uh, Quinton Williams. He's the co-founder of Q4 Sports. They make awesome basketball shoes um, for clients all over the world, and particularly um, some NBA players as well. He's, he's got a really cool brand. Um, he's an awesome guy. We've we we used Last Dance episode seven and eight as kind of a platform for our discussion and we we just jammed for about two hours and there's just so many good topics that we got into um motivation uh source of motivation morning routines um just healing wounds and like everything that you could think of around like um moving towards your greatness and being the best man that you can be so I'm really excited to share this conversation with you. Um, it's really just like being a fly on the wall. Uh, we literally are recording this on our phones during this quarantine, and um, it's a it's a it's a candid conversation. We get into entrepreneurship as well. He talks about how he got into um, you know following his dreams and building a successful uh, shoe brand. So uh, from one shoe brand founder to another, it's a, it was a it's a pretty cool conversation. So, anyways. Um, please let me know how you uh, enjoy the episode and share it with your friends. Uh, this has been a really a lot of fun doing these episodes, so I really appreciate anything, uh, any comments you guys have, or any uh, thoughts on any future episodes that you'd like me to talk about. All right, uh, sit back and enjoy. Womodoro means man of gold in Italian. When I created the Womodoro sneaker, I wanted to bottle that feeling I had as a kid when I began watching Michael Jordan. That feeling that I call your inner champion. I wanted the design of the shoe to invoke that feeling every time you lace them up. And beyond that, Womodoro supports life-changing programs for teenage boys through the Man of Gold initiative. As for the shoe itself, well, I never get tired of the genuine first impressions people have of it. Go and take a look. It's called Womodoro. It's spelled U-O-M-O-D-O-R. You can find us on Instagram and on the website. I traveled to Italy to have these made using the most buttery nubuck and calfskin leathers that you can find on this planet. And I put a beautiful custom gold-plated crown to crown your inner champion. Quentin. My man. All right. Let's do this. Let's do it. All right, so welcome uh, everyone who's listening to the Man of Gold podcast episode. We've got a special special guest, Quentin Williams from uh, Q4 Sports. He's six uh, seven <laughs> basketball player, <laughs> right? <laughs> and um, and uh, owns and co-founder of Q4 Sports, which is a basketball uh, shoe brand. He's tackling the big guys on the NBA courts and something that uh, I really admire his gumption for having to, to go after those guys. Cause that's uh, you know, I think that took a lot of courage for you to do. And I'm just really excited to hear a little bit about that process mm-hmm. uh, and share it with everybody and what it takes to really like follow your dreams. Yeah. Um, and of course we'll talk about last dance 
uh, episodes seven and eight because that was uh, those were some good episodes. So, anyway, um, welcome to the welcome to the show. Mm-hmm. We're very happy to have you on. Thank you, appreciate it. Glad I'm here. Yeah. So yeah, we um, we connected. Uh, I think it was last summer um, through uh, a few different people. They said, "Oh, you got to talk to Quentin." I said, "All right, cool." And right away, we kind of just got along well, and we've been um, staying in touch since. So mm-hmm. really happy for um, this new friendship, and um, really, yeah, man. Uh, and yeah, why don't you tell a little bit about how you got into uh, shoes? And I know mm-hmm. um, it started at a young age, yeah. And then uh, more sp- per- uh, specifically, like when you really took that jump. So a lot of a lot of people out there want to know, you know, um, it's that I think a lot of gets people get stopped right there right? when they have that dream and they just they don't have they don't have the know how or the belief that they can even go out and do it. Um, yeah. But yeah, why don't you why don't you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, man. Uh, yeah, I got into shoes from a young age, like you said, and it was really due to the fact that I played basketball, like basketball. Um, you know, the tool, the only tool you have on your body are the shoes. Um, mm. And it just drew my eye towards it and, and just seeing the styles that reflected in them and the colors and, and then obviously the athletes that wore them, that whole infatuation just grew my 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 eye and my passion to design them myself. Um, but even before that, it was I was more focused on car design, like cars being that my dad was a big Ford Mustang fan, it was just part of my life. And anything that went fast or anything that had high performance, I was all about it. And it was a, it was a like it was basically like a great segue into shoes because um, being that it's in basketball, performance obviously is part of that entire conversation as well. So um, it just led me down a path, man, through my years to get me to go to art school, which I went to Savannah, Savannah College Art and Design in Savannah, Georgia, Industrial Design degree. And then, um, you know, before I graduated in my junior year, I got my first footwear internship in Brooklyn. And after just designing, because um, at the time I was, I was designing boots, I was doing European private label stuff for a lot of um, companies and that first time man when I got that sample back (laughs) I I was I was hooked I was locked in it was like wow I sketched this and then (laughs) I put it in Photoshop to get a photorealistic view and then I did a tech pack and sent it over to Asia and then they sent me back a, a real live working sample and I was just in love, man. I was like, wow, I can, man, this is just the start. Like, <laughs> it's an addictive so, feeling, isn't it? Oh, man. It's, <laughs> as, a, as a person that's been designing for so many years, it's like levels to creating. There's the, the first level of internally in your mind thinking up ideas and solutions and aesthetics. The mm. second step is keep communicating that on pen and paper so somebody can see your process and your ideation of how you even came to that. And then the third step is to get a physical live object. So that process, that's why I went to SCAD to go to industrial design, which is product design. And that's it. I say everything around you has, that's, that's product design. I mean, 
that if that's the car you're driving in, if that's the phone we're speaking through right now, um, all of that was underneath industrial design slash product design. And I just found a niche that I really love was for shoe design still is. And um, yeah, man, I guess that's how I got here. <laughs> <laughs> and when um, you had to make that, what was the big first big decision that you had to, that you had to make to take a step towards this? As far as having a live company today? Yeah. Like what was, uh, yeah. what was the one early turning point that you had? Um, you know, yeah. I know you went to, um, you, you got into Pen Pencil Academy, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. And did you, um, you didn't have the company at that time, right? No, no, man. Okay. I was, so I was so there was a point. Yeah. Yeah. You, you, where you had to make a decision on, you got to, you had to put something, you know, put a risk up, you know, yeah. well, I don't know if it was money or if it was time or, or whatever it was like, what was, it, what was that moment? What was that thing you had to do to decide, okay, I got to go in on this. Yeah. Like I'm scared and I'm going to have to do something about this. Most definitely, man. It was, uh, man, it was a, it was a process. It was cause originally I didn't have the entrepreneurial mindset. Um, mm. When I was in the internship, my whole thought was I need to get a job to be hired by somebody mm-hmm. to design for them. And I remember, as I reflect back, the moment that I realized that I had other, that I had an other option was I was interning there and right above the actual um, place where we designed, like the headquarters. That's where the senior designer, my man, Michael Mack, uh, he actually went to SCAD as well, industrial designer, but he was a few years ahead of me. And um, he lived above where we worked. And I went up there and we was just chilling and he went to a closet and he had these dope sneakers. Like, <laughs> And I was like, wow, I've never seen these. Like, who made these? And he said, I did. I said, what? And he was like, yeah, I, I, I mean, I designed these and they just got them sampled. I was like, what? Wait, you can design and get your shit sampled? <laughs> I, was like, I, was just, I was just so locked into the mindset of you can only design for another company. I, I didn't even, my mind didn't even think, oh, I can design for my, for my, for my brand. Like for, I don't even have a brand, right? But I can start to build stepping stones to do that. Hmm. And wow. that's, that's when, that light bulb flickered. It was like, oh, whoa, this is something new. But mm. then once I went through school, finished my senior year, graduated, and in between that time, I did go to Pensola as well. And the next step was when I won a national competition for a startup brand based in Birmingham, Alabama. And it was called mm. Power Force Apparel. And they didn't have an, an in-house designer in-house and they were like man do you want a job designing for us and i said yeah of course so i took it mm-hmm. and so that was my first job in the footwear industry and i happened to be the only designer footwear designer in that company and being that it was a startup the feeling that i got going in day to day and trying to obviously design some dope stuff but then also knowing that the level of competition is now it's it's on a it's on another level because you we could we could be knocked out like if we don't if we don't do a good enough job whether that's in marketing whether that's on product design 
people want to buy the product, that means you can't make money, so that means you're dead in the water. So that mindset set me up to later become an entrepreneur and have my own business because it it the feeling that I got, I didn't get once I left that company a year after I got there and moved to LA and then designed in a corporate structure when I was designing at Peak Sports. I was the lead designer there for three and a half years for the basketball category. And that, it, it just didn't fuel me personally because they're safe. At the time, there was $600, $700 million company, international company. You have NBA players running your product. You have big cash flows to to develop whatever you want to develop and mark however you want to the market. I mean, it's the struggle that you had when you started it, you don't have now. So mm-hmm. it's like, if you're talking the last dance in basketball, yeah, it's, Good it's time. yeah, it's, it's Michael Jordan coming in in 84, 85 and, and not having the team that he had when he was in 98, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like yeah. he, he got there saying, you know what? I have talent. Maybe right now I don't have as many pieces around me to to get me to ring, but if I stay persistent and I keep working hard and I keep innovating on this court, then I'll, I'll, I will be able to get to the playoffs. And maybe I may not win the first round. And then, but next year I'll be back again and I'll, I'll, I'll go a little bit further. And before you know it, he left with six wing, six rings. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So that's how I view the business world and what we do. Yeah, well, it's interesting because he actually had to create that yeah. several times, right? So he yeah. he left for his first yeah. retirement um, and then, you know, comes back and it's and it's challenging again. And then, he, mm-hmm. you know, he, he basically manufactured that. <laughs> Most deaf. <laughs> you know, and then we talked about Steve Kerr yeah. and the other guys. And he's yeah. like, you know, you came here and we're winning. Well, yep. you didn't go through the so there's something really necessary for us to go through that fire. Yeah. And in fact it's a situation that brings out the fire in us. Most of. Yeah. And so that seems like so you really you you were aware of that that you needed and you wanted to do that. And you like basically you yeah. were looking for the challenge. Most definitely, man. Most definitely, man. That that just just as passionate as you saw Mike in episode seven. And his fuel to want to win so bad. Like, mm. I want to be successful in my own right. You know, like, I want to have a legacy when I leave, just as he will. And that passion to want to be your best, even though it may be extremely hard, um, that's what gets me up every day, man. Like, mm. I'm going to just, I'm going to figure it out. And then... I'm going to find people around me that want to figure it out too. And then that's going to build my team. And then we, we're, we're all going to battle together. And it's not just me. It's like, it takes a team. Like, you know, when he first got into the league, a lot of people were talking about, man, he just, he's just a scorer and scores don't win. They don't win uh, championships. They don't win the ring. But he later learned how to involve his team and pass and, and trust his teammates to carry out mm-hmm. their role on the team. And mm-hmm. it's the same thing in business. It's the same mindset you still got to apply energy. You're going to make mistakes. You're going to learn from those mistakes. And you're just going to press forward. And hopefully you 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 walk out with some hardware. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so going back to that, um, that time, you're at peak. And 
you're you're realizing man this is this is soft I, i'm yes. not being challenged right you know everything's easy what was the next step for you to decide i'm going to do this on my own it was a uh, it's like the game plan it's like okay if i'm going to do this where's the lane for me to find my my niche like what where is it and mm. internationally it was an opportunity for an american basketball brand to enter this global uh at first mm. basketball but there's mm. a bigger picture but basketball mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. uh and one uh globally they were they were kind of going downhill only because here in the States they went to Walmart because of ownership. It changed many times and they thought putting it into Walmart, I'm getting more, uh, I'm getting more, I'm getting bigger POs, which of course is Walmart. Yeah. But your brand yeah. and your, your brand cachet will drop dramatically because who wants to work to that's in Walmart? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, no, I remember when that happened, it was like, Oh, what are you guys doing? Like exactly <laughs> the real sneakerheads that, you know, that really follow basketball culture. They're not going to go to the courts with a shoe that's in Kmart, Walmart, nothing like that. It's just not, it's just not going to happen. Yeah. Um, so that hit. they sold out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's Ooh, a little bit of short term money. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's a reason why a lot of people didn't wear Shaq shoes. Yeah. You yeah. know, it's a reason. So that reason had an impact on them globally when you talk about the distribution channels that carried their product prior to them going to Walmart. So, and then you look uh, internationally, of course, Nike, Adidas, and Under Armour, they're big enough to have their own retail channels. They don't need, they don't need the quote unquote mom and pop uh uh stores slash distributors to carry their product because they have their own. They're not gonna implement a, a middleman to do that. So those middlemen were carrying N1. Those middlemen uh carry Pete. They carry Antas. They carry three six ones. The issue with those China brands was that they just didn't have the American cachet that everybody outside of the States thinks is cool. Because it's from the states, it's it's, mm. it's NBA players wearing it, and, and it's from the states. So, mm. and one had that, they lost it because they went to Walmart. So, who's going to fill that spot? Mm. So, the game plan focused on well, that's the lane. So now let's create the product, and then from the product, how do we figure out how to not just make a uh, a performance, comfortable, uh, functional basketball sneaker, but what's the real story behind why you exist? And it was to uh, empower athletes. That, that, that whole uh, idea didn't, when we wrote the business plan wasn't there, but because we didn't have the amount of cash flow initially like a Nike or Adidas or Unarmor, that's, that's how innovation starts. That's how you, tr- you, you, you figure it out. What do I have? What can I do with what I have? And how can I um, create a structure that makes sense for everybody? Not just me in particular, but the people that I pull into this company, how can I make it beneficial for them? And so we focused on the athlete. And through that, we saw that through the league, obviously you have the LeBron, KDs, and Kyrie's. You get the mega million dollar deal, shoe deals and apparel deals. But everyone outside of that, you know, one, you don't have your own sneaker. 
Um, but let's say you're kind of like a tier two guy. You're you're an all star or upcoming all star. People know your name, and yeah, you may get a couple of thousands of dollars, tens of thousands of dollars. But if you're marketing a shoe that uh, you're the face of, quote unquote, and that shoe gained ten million and up in revenue globally, and they only capped you at a quarter of a million dollars, do you feel like you got your money's worth? Mm. I would argue no. Mm. So what if we created a structure to where you're a real partner in one, you can have your own sneaker and put in all of the detail of what you consider to be your brand and, and describe your personality through that sneaker. Um, two, the sneaker actually works. It's not, it's not, oh, man, I hate wearing this stuff. Like, no, I actually love wearing it because it actually feels good and performs. Three, what if we can guarantee that you get some revenue from it, you know, and we don't cap you? So now you're you're really invested. You're really invested because this is your product, your name on it. You're getting uh, financial revenues from it. You're building your brand, your global brand at that. Like who, so, who, if you're entrepreneurial, why wouldn't you take that deal? Yeah. So did you have that, this three point strategy, um, before you made that first big move when you were at no. peak or did you develop no, this over it, time? It was, it was, yeah, it was, uh, it was like a step by step. It was like, okay, if I'm going to do this again, cause you think, okay, yeah, I want to do it. You know that you want to do this. Okay. Next step. Well, if I want to do it. And I know I don't have any money <laughs> to <laughs> do because it takes money. Mm. How can I create a business plan that will entice an investor to even just look at it? Mm-hmm. Well, the investor is going to tell you or ask you if he doesn't know the market, the shoe market. Well, well, how big is it and how do you plan to penetrate? Oh, well, I plan. Well, it's this big and then I plan to penetrate in this lane because nobody's taking this lane up and this is how, this is why. Okay. Then it's okay. Got it. So now you need product. Well, that's where the money comes in. All right. Now you have product. So how can you ultimately market that product the best way? Not just now I have product. I have a website and I'm selling. That's not enough because if you're going to do it at the optimum level, it would be great, especially if you're in basketball to have it on NBA courts. So how do I get it to NBA guys and then wear it? And I know I don't have enough capital to be able to pay them the, oh, million-dollar signing bonus. You know, like, how how can I do that? And that's where – so it was it was more like a – it's just you got to break it down. You, you got you to gotta look ahead and break it down step by step and then it'll eventually evolve into something you probably didn't even think of day one at all. You know? In the last dance, uh, I think it was episode uh, eight, the the second one, um, Jordan was smoking a cigar and he had his bat and he was sitting in the, in the locker room. BJ Armstrong just like went, went wild on him the game one. Right. (laughs) And he's, Someone asked him, "Are you mad?" No, I'm not mad. He's and he's smoking his stokey and he's yeah. swinging the bat. So, throughout the whole series, um, uh, last dance series, they've really highlighted how competitive Jordan has been and is. Yeah. 
And um, how does com- that competitive spirit, because you're, you're a basketball player, does that yeah. come into your business? And how does it? And how do you manufacture it? Yeah, I mean, it's interesting, man. Uh, you know, before I got into um, to the mindset of like, okay, I, I want to be an entrepreneur, I was just strictly focused on design and and trying to quote unquote be the best. I, I was like you saying it, it was it was driven from the mindset of basketball and, and wanting to be the best ever. And I remember being in school back at SCAD and my senior year, it was a professor that I really looked up to. His name was Jose Gamboa. And the class that I was taking, it was like ID2 or something like that. So I had a mix of, uh, you know, sketching phases and 3D and then final product. And in this particular class, um, arguably, I was in the top three as far as sketching skills at the time. And it was one one guy, I never forget his name. His name is Ben Anderson. And uh and then second and third, it always flip-flopped. It was like one round, it may be me coming in second, and then the third guy was my man Andy Mock. And we would flip-flop between second and third, but Ben would always get number one. He this dude was <laughs> like he was he was the Michael Jordan of sketching in that class, okay? <laughs> man, I can't never. <sighs> so <laughs> as, as I'm looking at his sketching skills and how he's sketching, how he's rendering, I'm starting to figure out how he's doing it and his technique. And I'm trying to implement that into my sketching skills and stuff, right? Hmm. And then slowly that got into my aesthetics. Hmm. So although it looked great, it wasn't I guess, truly who I was Hmm. in a way. So we finished the class, you know, did the final critique and everything. And I went to the restroom and then um, Professor Gamboa comes in and I was leaving and he said, stop competing with other people and start competing with yourself. Hmm. And at the time I didn't, I didn't, it didn't register like exactly what he was saying. Like what? Some, you know, Miyagi stuff. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, but years later, I realized what he meant. And and to piggyback off of how you started that conversation. Yeah, I'm competitive. Yeah, I want to be recognized. But yeah, I do. I still recognize also that I'm unique in my own way. And for me to try to, quote, unquote, compete, um, that's not making me unique anymore. It's, it's making me, it's not making me stand out. So although we are in the sneaker industry and we're from the outside looking in competing, we're really not. We've created a, a business model that's unique to us. And we're trying to master that lane. We're not trying to master the way of Nike and Adidas and Unum. We are in our own silo and we're Hmm. mastering that craft of our silo. Hmm. And, and, and that's what, that's why we get the attention that we've gotten because this new sneaker brand is giving athletes platforms to create their own sneaker. 
it's like, yeah, we're, we're, we're trying to, we're trying to master that business model. And then on top of that, we're not going to just stop at athletes. We're going to start to bring in influencers and bring in the athletes to wear a line and, and do the same model, but master that too. But it's going to take time, but we're, that's what we're trying to do. Hmm. We're not after Nike. Sure. Would we want to be as big as Nike? Of course. But in our own way, in our own lane, right? So I don't I don't try to go in and try to compare it and quote unquote compete. I'm more so competing against we're competing against ourselves and trying to make sure we have the best of what we have to offer. If that makes sense. Yeah, you know, it's it's interesting because um I think as a master when I ask the question, I'm thinking less of competing against others. But actually, so I'm trying to I'm basically just analyzing what I really mean. And I think mm-hmm. it's that competitive fire. Yeah. Um, so I guess compete, the true definition really is you'd have to be competing against something else. Most definitely. Right. So uh, what you're saying is it's not so much competing against another person, but it's, instead it's against yourself or your own business yeah. being better. And that's the drive. So how do you create that? clarity because like as an athlete we're playing a game it's so clear like Mm -hmm. there's the numbers you know the lines everything is very clear on how to win Mm -hmm. and of course in business we got money that's a that's a good way (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (laughs) but in the day-to-day uh you know if money's not coming in every single day, like if you have like purchase orders and whatever that like come in like every few months mm-hmm. or something like that, then it's mm-hmm. maybe like the everyday drive that mm-hmm. if you went to school on the basketball court, you've got the, like it's going to happen like right away because you got yeah. the ball in your hand, the net's in front of you, you got to get to it. Yeah. And so like how, Definitely. how do you, is that something you ever think about or do mm-hmm. you, do you, do you try to, or is the motivation and the, and the, that drive there, I guess we're getting down mm-hmm. to drive. Yeah. What is the thing that's driving, you know, like every single day? Every or maybe day. that's not realistic. Do you have periods where you feel a little less driven yeah. than others, you know? Yeah, I, I think... This is very abstract, but it's just cool to kind of chat about. <laughs> most, most definitely, no, because it's, yeah. it's all real life stuff. It's all real yeah. life emotions. We, to say that... um that we go in every day, like trying to solve a problem within a business, you know, me personally, because my first brain is more creative than anything. Um, so the days were the business of trying to figure out, okay, how do I, uh, market better? How can I be, how can we be more engaging? How can we, um, figure out a way to reel in more distribution opportunities. You know, all of these mm-hmm. business savvy uh, things that is required to survive. To say that I go in every day with that as a focus, not to say that it's not on my mind. It's always on my mind. Am I necessarily focused on it, knowing that I am the chief global designer as well no yeah um because i still have to develop and design the next product to be able to market to anybody Mm -hmm. 
It's right? like juggling, so, juggling. Yeah, it, so <laughs> yeah, exactly, bro. It's yeah. it's that's why it requires team. You know, that's well, why. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and it's interesting with with the last dance and watching Jordan. He like we talked about this earlier on in our conversation around like creating these situations where it gets the most out of you and jordan was constantly doing that so here's the guy on the, on the at the very top yeah and he's looking because you know even him doesn't have he doesn't have like 100 percent drive all the time I yeah mean, he was in the finals the finals i remember thinking yeah wow he's still looking for motivate like because George Carl, like they're they're at dinner and he doesn't yeah. say hi to him, and I, and he's like, oh, and then that's just what I needed, and I'm going, you needed that, like, <laughs> but it's it's kind of like a yeah uh, reminder to me personally that like you can't be on a hundred at your at your hundred percent all the time, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it's interesting to see him like looking for those ways to get to that hundred percent like more often, yeah. you know. And yeah, what do you think yeah. of that? Yeah, and, that's... And, do, and do you do that? Do you do you try to? Yeah, I'm yeah, trying man. to like it's... manufacture this somehow. Like I, I think one right. thing for me, right, is is that I'm I'm trying. I go through waves. Yes, and yep. um, maybe not yep. to my liking. Like I I want it to be a little bit more consistent. Yeah, and a lot more consistent. And then uh, I when I relate it to playing basketball. Cause that's mm-hmm. like my number one sport that I, that mm-hmm. I played in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, I probably should have been a soccer player. Because <laughs> I'm short and Portuguese. So <laughs> I don't know what I was thinking, Yeah. but for me, I love, like I'm super competitive Yes. when I'm playing, but yeah. it's because it's within a con it's in a construct. It's, mm-hmm. you know, and so I'm, mm-hmm. I'm thinking about this lately. How do I create that in our mm-hmm. business? Man, you know. that's that's awesome, dude. Like, yeah. So for me, prime example. This is a good example. This is a good segue. So, being that uh, COVID nineteen happens, right? So, just one quick little thing before you get into that. Yep. We are on the same page as far as like I kind of let go of the competing against other people thing mm-hmm. years ago, but at the same time, I'm still open to bring some of that back in if that's gonna what it's gonna take to to. Uh, yeah have the fuel but in a, like a healthy way like obviously it's not going to be like mm-hmm. uh you know anyway i just want to throw that in there yep but no, you were saying covid yeah so yeah. it's that uh so yeah so covid19 comes and in the shoe world it has messed a lot of things up especially for us as a startup um the eight i mean even at our factory 80 percent of workers are working on face masks um, so it's just hard to get new product out that we had um, to show new distributors for 2020 collections to get big POs to keep to keep us pumping, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so now that option is really just not there. Um, we missed out on our biggest months of selling because Team AU basketball was we really saw our highest spikes in March and April. Well, that was not that was that was nothing there because yeah, nobody's going horrible. to the gym. So. You know, it's it's and like they say, I knew that this pandemic was gonna hit small business the hardest, and we're feeling that too. So in that moment, if you're gonna compare it to how Mike tried to find uh the inspiration to go and still compete regardless, like I need something to to get me back on the court to play hard again. 
essentially. Hmm. Um, for us, it was man, we we're in this in this predicament where we can't control it. We don't know when it's going to air back out. Um, what what is a way that one we can help the people that need it, but then also from a business standpoint, figure out a way to innovate a product to be able to have some type of cash flow. You know, whether that's from an individual point of view of uh, individual sales online or government contracts or something. We got to figure out something because obviously if you just give up, you're going to lose. You're going to lose. So that's where when I say sometimes I switch to my creative lens, that's when I got creative and designed a face mask that can be dual purpose. It could be um, air restriction face mask so you can train your lungs and your, and your flow capacity on that level. But then also if you want just the protection of protecting yourself when it comes to this COVID-19 crisis right now, it has that option as well. So that got me, that that fueled me to, to jump now into my creative lens to create a solution to all of those problems that I just named. Mm-hmm. Got you it. Know what I'm so mm-hmm. that's, to me, that's how I keep myself competitive, right? Because I just look at problems. What What's the problem right now? Mm-hmm. All right. So what are possible solutions? Which one seems to be the best solution? Now I'm going to put, I'm going to grind my ass off to get that to happen with my team. And that's just how you keep the ball rolling. And that's why some will, will still um, succeed in this time and some won't, you know, it's just, it just goes back to that passion and want to win. How bad do you, do you want to win? I know you got odds stacked against you. Everybody does. Okay. So since everybody has that, that's not an excuse anymore. Not everybody's equal playing. What separates those that make it to the league and those that go to the hall of fame. <laughs> that's the mindset. Cause they, they figure out, their weaknesses and they and they solve them. Mike wasn't the greatest shooter, so he practiced. He 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 could have been a little bit better on defense. Well, he became <laughs> a, an amazing defensive player. Mm. You know, like he wasn't as strong going against the bad boys. Well, he got he got in the right room. He 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 bulked up. You know, like mm-hmm. he whatever the problem was, he found a solution and mastered that solution and went to the next one. And then he went to the next one. And then, as we see it today, he's the greatest of all time. What's your um, what's your weakness that you're trying to turn into your strength? Right now, um, it was actually 3D modeling. So what am I doing right now? I'm learning Blender, and I've been I was right before this call. I was <laughs> I was on a laptop again, just learning and YouTube YouTubing and finding tutorials and and trying to because hmm. I know that that will boost my capabilities when it comes to design. So I'm taking this time to do that. I'm I'm, I'm relearning 3D modeling because in school I wasn't I was never that good. Um, so I'm taking the time now because I have I have so much of it to do that. Mm. Um, and then outside of that, you know, outside of just business, I'm always about um, just personal development and just trying to just understand. Um, how I personally think about life. What does that mean? 
you know, the, the psychology of breaking things down. So right now I'm reading a book called Mastering Adulthood. Um, Mastering what, right? It's called Mastering Adulthood. Adulthood. <laughs> yeah. You mean the manual to life? <laughs> yeah. Caption is cool. go beyond adulting to become an emotional grown up. Mm. Um, so, you cool. know, I'm, I'm just, you know, physically, mentally, um, on, on the business side, on the creative side, I'm just trying to find how to get a little bit better every day. Just a little bit. Cause it'll amount to something big. In the episodes today, uh, well, I say today cause I watched it today cause I'm in Canada and we don't get it until the next day, <laughs> but, um, Jordan's dad passed away. Right. Yeah. And we watched his healing process and yeah. it was like evident and woven in through his, his career, like his, well, for, for that first two years. Right. So mm-hmm. first he goes, um, he retires and then he goes to play baseball because his dad, yeah. that was the last conversation he had with his dad. He goes mm-hmm. to play baseball and um, whether it was said in this um, documentary or whether it was one of the other ones that I, you know, watched a million times when I was a kid, he talked a lot yeah. about like how he'd think about his father on those drives to his, you know, those morning drives to practice and all this. And mm-hmm. he, he imagined him sitting there in his car with him. And, and then he came back to basketball war number 45. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there was something to do with his father with that. Right. I think it was, yeah. well, it was his first number. So there's a lot of like childhood stuff. And, yeah. Um, and then, uh, what did I have here? Give back emotion. Um, oh yeah, of course he wins the title on mm-hmm. father's day. Yeah. And right. he's just like sobbing, like, and that footage was like crazy to yeah. see him on the ground. Like, I've seen that footage, but not with the audio close up Same. and hearing him like, like totally yeah, yeah, like in the middle of it. It was, it was pretty intense and uh, yeah. wow. So yeah. here we are watching his healing process. Yeah. Um, and you talk about your interest in psychology and, and personal development. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> How do you see your own business journey mm-hmm. play alongside your personal human journey and yeah yeah man um well the first thing that comes to mind is the if knowing and accepting the fact that you can't control everything but what you can't control is yourself and how you react you know like don't allow your emotions to almost blind you or fog up your vision because a lot of things aren't going to go our way. It doesn't mean that you give into that and then you give up on um, whatever that, whatever that is that you're trying to achieve. And it's more the, so in, 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 in business and in life versus like on the basketball court, you can control yep. way more on the basketball court. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yep. Exactly. Yeah. You know, with, but out here in this real world, you can't control a lot of things. So the, I guess the emotional maturity to be able to recognize that, accept it and then also know that you can control your reaction to things is key um and i and i live that day to day i've been living it for a couple years now but it took me some time to be able to um 
to to really really accept it as part of that's just how it is um and i don't lead by emotion i i try my best to lead by logic first hmm. I, I don't i don't and also i don't deny myself of feeling an emotion mm-hmm. i acknowledge it like man i may be mad that uh something didn't go my way on the let's say business it ah uh, you know that's messed up I can't believe that. Or, man, we should have sold more. Or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, that's great. I acknowledge that. But then it comes to logically breaking it down as to, one, could I have done something better? Me personally, could I have done something better? Um, as a team, could we have done something better? And if so, outline that and then come up with the solutions to fix those. And you keep pressing forward. Because nothing... The thing that's guaranteed is nothing will ever be perfect. <laughs> Perfection doesn't even exist in nature. So yep. that's just accept that. <laughs> that's just how <laughs> it is. And it's always going to be like, that way. Um, but you can do your best. And that's part of the four agreements. If anybody has ever read that book, I, they know what I mean when I say that. You know, it's you, you do your best. And that's how uh, you can do Paulo Kilo? Or yes, sir. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Do your best, you know, and, and that's, and that's, that's the limits of, that's like the foundations of becoming your greatest version, you know, like, and that's, that's my entire goal. I just want to become my greatest version so I can recognize and and, and lower my ego to know that there are some things that I personally can work on in my life that need some working and I'm okay with putting that energy and time into it to get a little bit better. So as long as I'm doing that, you can't, what else, what more can you ask for? <laughs> what more can you, you know? This is true. It's true. Yeah. I think perfection, I mean, I've talked about perfection quite a bit on this podcast. I've done a couple of episodes on it and then it's come up in conversations with guests um, several times. And um, yeah. I know for me, it's been a plague, you know, like it's, I mean, on one hand and what makes it, what's made it difficult is that, in one, on one hand, when used in the right situation, it can be a great strength, that mm-hmm. pursuit. You know, like I found in the design process that that was my strength within mm-hmm. the parameters that I had as a startup being my first shoe and I had more time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You uh-huh. know, but that would, I can imagine, gets, you know, a lot tighter. So yeah. that perfectionism can't really, really have much rain. So anyhow, mm-hmm. I've, I've seen mm-hmm. how it can be, it can really like slow us down. Uh, I know yeah. what I mean. So it's been a, it's been yeah. a topic that I've been really trying to practice through. And part of it, I mean, this whole podcast is really like a, a, a practicing session for that. Like this whole mm-hmm. doing these episodes, like the first few I, I planned out so well and I had like everything, you know, um, nice and tight. And then yeah. I, I started doing like, a couple episodes where I just said, look, I'm just going to, I'm just going to go. And I don't know how, mm. how well they were, um, but it doesn't yeah. matter. at least I, I got it done. And then it's just practicing yep. that muscle. Yes, sir. Um, because like you said, uh, the perfection is like an illusion. It's an actual phantom. Yes. Like you're chasing something yeah. that's not there, no matter what, <laughs> like no matter how much, because mm. I can get super focused on something and get it pretty damn close, but it still never yep. will be. That's it. And it's like, it. what re- point of diminishing returns? Like, 
that extra like 96, 97, 98%, like at what cost are we mm-hmm. going for that? You know, mm. at the end of the day, we want to win. Man. And yes, I guess sir. it's difficult to figure out what that, I guess maybe it's just that it, it's important that we declare what the win is. I was, that's what I was about to say. It's oh, like okay. declare what the goal is. What is the yeah. goal? You yeah. know, if we're talking like, um, like shoes, if you're talking about shoes, a lot of when I talk to designers that may inbox me and ask me things about designing, and a lot of the times I find that they are trying to, quote-unquote, produce the perfect shoe. Mm-hmm. That it it this shoe, it fits all descriptions. That's impossible. You have I mean, to, they want something have, that's sporty. They want something that's... Uh, casual. They want to... <laughs> no this no. like that. You can't. You you have to first declare who are you designing that product for, and then try to hone in as as much as you possibly can to figure out the issues that that consumer has and fix them. Hmm. Because the problems that he has, this other guy won't have, and he may need this. But the thing that you're designing for that that person that you focused on first, it may not align with that guy. But when that guy wears it and he says, oh, this doesn't work for me, don't take it so personal <laughs> because you had a you had a direct intent. I remember just recently I designed this uh, this high hill and the, the concept was for Fenty, uh, Rihanna. And, you know, I got a lot of comments. People just loving it. Oh man, this is dope. Oh, my, I can't show my wife this. She's gonna want to buy it. And the lady's going crazy. But then it was one comment that I'm I'm glad it happened because it I, I needed that to be an example of what I'm talking about. And hmm. the comment said, Well, um, there's gonna be some women that don't like that heel because the way I designed the heel in the rear, um, he said he was saying that there's gonna be some women that don't like that. <laughs> and I said to respond to him, I could have took it personal. I could have been like, yo, you know, get out of here, dude. And I'm always trying to hear that. But I used it as a as a as a as a way to describe what I'm saying. And what I'm saying is I told him, well, we can all agree that Porsche is one of the top car makers in the world. Luxury, performance, classic. It's just one of those brands. So let's say I buy a Porsche and it's a hard top 911. Well, I personally don't like convertible tops. I don't like soft tops. I just don't. I don't like aesthetically how they look. Hmm. Guess what? Porsche, being one of the top uh, car makers in the world, still puts out thousands of convertible soft tops every year. Why? Because that product <laughs> was designed and made for a particular consumer that actually likes them. <laughs> Just because um, the hard top may obviously sell more, they still took the time and put energy into creating the soft top because they know that they're designing that soft top for one particular consumer. They can't please everybody. You can't. It's impossible. No. 
but they had a direct intent to design it for a particular consumer. So that's what they did. And you have to live with that. You can't say, well, they messed up because they did a soft song. No, they didn't. For you, maybe. But for this one over here, oh, they love them. And they buy them every year. <laughs> I remember a, a, a quote. Um, someone said it was, you know you're on the right track when your approval rating goes down. Mm. Mm. I mean, that works for people who are usually on the, you know, the high, yeah. the high marks. And most of us are right. Most of us want yeah. the approval. Um, so that's not good advice for someone who's got like no approval rating. Cause they're just a big jackass, but, <laughs> <laughs> right. but most of us, uh, we care right. what people think and we, most and it's a, and it's a good thing. But, yeah. uh, when we're trying to do something great, yep. it's impossible. And yep. that's helped me like kind of get through a little bit of, um, I, I still feel like I'm, I'm, I'm pretty lucky to have like a pretty high approval rating, almost like, too good. I'm kind of like, wait a second, maybe I'm not pushing it enough, <laughs> but yeah, because I don't, I haven't really experienced any haters yet. And I'm like, maybe that's not a good thing. <laughs> mm. Do you have much haters? Man, you know, I can't say I'm sure I do. <laughs> I'm sure we do, but, um... I mean, have you experienced it? Oh yeah, oh yeah, dog. Oh yeah, dog. Yeah. I, I've most definitely experienced it. Um and yeah, that, that shit drives me, bro. Like <laughs> you mean for me, it just makes me go a little bit harder. Like uh-huh. yeah. it's that bike mentality. It's like, oh, okay, cool. All right. Yeah. You know Yeah, I kinda miss that. <laughs> I kinda want that. I mean I have that in other areas of life, but not in business. Yeah. You know? Like yeah. it's just uh everyone's been so positive. Wow, great job. It's like Okay, that's good. <laughs> but I'm like, I need some someone to tell me that I can't do it. <laughs> Dude, man, I we've had that so many times of you know, and potential investors coming in and um. Well, saying, that's oh. that's true. I should, I, yeah, I should probably get so much from. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they're, uh, reminding myself of all the no's that I've gotten. What am I? Thinking? Oh my god! <laughs> you know? <laughs> oh, that's impossible. You'll never be able to scale it. How are you gonna make money? You know, you got to lower your cost. That's crazy. Like, dude, there's obviously, again, everything isn't going to be perfect, especially when you're starting from the ground up. But if you're willing to be brave enough to take the risk, figure it out as you go, make the adjustments. Dude, you're you're going to get somewhere. You're like, I, I like to take it just step by step, man. Like, it's this is a marathon. Mm. It's gonna be a while before I cross the line. We all understand, but I'm still put, I'm still gonna put in the energy to take a look, take a step at a step pace, pace it. And sometimes I'm gonna run through, and then sometimes I'm gonna be tired. But I'm gonna take a break, and then get back into the race. Mm. I'm not gonna just exit the race. You know, it's just keep just keep going. You know. You just gotta, you just gotta pace yourself. Man. Yeah, that's a, that's another big theme that I've gone through in the last few years is is time, like the time expectations that I have for my goals. Yeah, and how much that has Must really um, caused me a lot of heartache, you know. And just it's just like thinking more long term. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. if I was to do this in my twenties, yeah. there's no way I would have lasted this long. Like, and I'm not even that far into it. And it's just like, you know, it's been two and a half mm-hmm. years pretty much of when I first got yeah. started with everything. So, I mean, just that time frame is like, 
was so long yeah. like in my 20s right like that was like no wow. way i'm like no like why isn't this working and then yeah stop. like how many things that i planted <laughs> seeds and then just like uprooted it before i even had a chance to like surface Man. over the soil like <laughs> oh my gosh bro yeah man so true i've i've done that too man I, you know i've had other businesses before now and um you know it's a combination of that it's a combination of uh again team not having it not having the right pieces around you it's uh obviously it's a combination of money and finances not able not even having that re- as a resource really it's like air if you don't have it you don't have the air in your tank. Yeah, you can't. You can't dive so. Deep. Could you share a bit about with that? <laughs> so, when did you get your first air? Was it through an investor or was it through sales? Air being like, I guess money. <laughs> it was. Yeah. Yeah, it it was through an investor, um, but also, um, it, it's like this. It's like hmm. there's steps to that part because. As I look back, I say, how did I get here today? Well, if I'm going all the way back to when I'm in SCAD, I put a lot of time into crafting one, my what I had. So all I had mm-hmm. was my mind and my design skills. I put a lot of time in trying to master my design skills. I was, man, if I show you <laughs> my first shoe design project, which was for a Reebok apprenticeship that I was trying to get. <laughs> and I look back today, that it's you need just to, fucking horrible. You need to post that. You need to send <laughs> like, that to oh me. my God. Like, <laughs> oh my God, bro. I have to find that because I did find an old rendering I did. It was like a Jordan uh, <laughs> model and the proportions are crazy. And it's like, that is dude. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, but I looked at people online that were designing things and I said, man, how, man, they're so good. At all the details, the proportions, the materials, like I gotta get that good. So I put time into that. So then that led me, like I said, got the internship, got a little better. Pencil, got a little better. Graduate, cool. Now I'm at home for eight months. And I got up every morning at 5 a.m. and I started from scratch and designed something. And I went in Photoshop and rendered it. And then by the end of the day, I uploaded it to my online portfolio because I thought that somebody they they were gonna see one of my passion. Two, they're gonna see my talent and they're gonna hire me. And then I win this national competition, and then I get the job with the startup brand in Birmingham. And then I wasn't satisfied. And then I, I went into the corporate thing to learn more so about the business side of this whole thing on a bigger scale. And then, uh, then I'm understanding that, and then that that's boosting me creatively to be an entrepreneur. And hmm. so hmm. all of that led to a network of people. Then that network led me to an investor mm-hmm. that saw all of that work that I did previous to that. Mm. And he invested into that. But all of that took time. That took years. So he wouldn't have invested if he didn't think that I didn't have the design acumen or the business acumen mm-hmm. to pull this thing off. Mm-hmm. But obviously he did. That's why he, that's why he invested. So that's why I keep saying going back, you got to do the best you can do with what you have. And I use all the tools I possibly had 
to achieve a dream to make that dream a reality. But it took time, it took patience, it took energy, it took network, it took just <sighs> just grind. <laughs> and it's still it's still the same. It's still the yep. same. It's still the same grind, it's just on a different level. Yep. Um one of the things Jordan mentioned near the end was uh or I don't know if it was him, but it was just maybe the, the pundits. But they talked about how his obligation to his family and friends and everyone who was watching him every game and how that drove him to bring yep. the best every every game, you know. And uh, yeah, I think it was what they were relating to when he lost to Orlando. And oh, it was I know it yeah. was uh, yeah yeah it was Tim Grover the trainer. That's what he said. He said that. Uh, yeah. Yes, sir. He he felt an obligation to to all the people that were watching him that he had to get back to. Yes, sir. To be his best because he wasn't his best. How much does that drive you? Yes, sir. In your yes, business, sir. you know your family, people around you. Yep. Yep. Man, the one the people that really know me, like my 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 true core friends. They know that that's always been when I entered SCAD, this is one of the top art schools in the nation. It's expensive, man. <laughs> like, I don't come from a like a rich family at all, dude. So yeah, we're middle class, but dude. <laughs> I mean, it was a it was a struggle, bro, to get through and graduate, man. Like there were times where after that first year, it was a time where I didn't know I was going to be able to go back. Like I, I, I remember being in my front yard and crying to my dad. Cause he came to me and said, we don't, we don't know where we're going to figure out the money part to get you back. So you may have to stay home for a little bit and get a job and like figure it out. And I broke down only because I felt that the dream that I saw wasn't going to be that anymore. And I was going to be stuck. And lo and behold, three half years later, I graduate. I owe it to my family hmm. Hmm. to be successful. First, just because I know the amount of sacrifice they did for me. I can't take a day off. I got it. I got to I have to be at my best, man. Whether that's designing, whether that's in business. I have to make ensure that the amount of sacrifice that they've given me through the years mm-hmm. wasn't for nothing. That's how I look at it. So I understood that moment of what that what that is, and that's I get it. That's that's how I I see. That's how I see my journey. Like I, I have to I have to be, I have to be successful. I have to be legendary. You know. I have to. And I actually want to. It's not even have to. I want to be. I want to be that. Because that's my greatest version. So I'm going to make sure that I do anything and everything that I possibly can to ensure that that happens in in this lifetime. So, yeah, it drives drives me, bro. It most definitely drives me, for sure. Beautiful, man. What was was your favorite part of the last episodes? Anything stick out? 
man, it was most definitely the end of episode seven <laughs> when Mike was, you know, they showing all the clips of him yeah. yelling yeah. obscenities to his teammates and trying to get him, get them to upgrade the game. And, and he was yeah. he was on the verge of tears, bro, at the end because oh man, because I'm looking at him and I know I know his mentality. His mentality is I want to win. I cannot win if my teammates around me aren't at their best. And if I have to be the bad guy, I'm willing to do that. Although I know mm-hmm. In my heart, that I'm a good guy. I know I'm a good guy, but y'all gonna perceive me as being an asshole, and you're gonna perceive mm. me to be that for the rest of my life. It's like a sentence, mm. but I'm willing to take it because wow. I want to win. That's that a bad. that's a great perspective, dude. Oh my god, bro! That that one that one was the one that stuck out the most to me. Then secondly, it's the Tim Grover. Even he was. when Tim Grover I noticed that. Yeah. was breaking down. He lost. He was dude, He was on the verge of tears because he was like, man, I respect this man so much because he sacrificed so much. You guys don't even know. Hmm. You don't even know. I was there. This man was... Oh, man, that, that, that's just amazing. Yeah, shit, man. That, me that, too, that, man. I get shivers listening to you say all that stuff. Like, because I was... I was getting emotional watching that exact part. I'm just, I'm just it's awesome to hear you say that because sometimes yep. I feel like I'm the only one who gets like this. Cause I'm like, what's wrong with me? How I'm getting like emotional, but it like, and that's what this yeah. whole, like, <laughs> it's all from that. Like that's, I had that as a kid yes. and I'm 37 and I'm yeah. still feeling this shit, man. And it's like, it's this like thing inside of yes, me sir. that just, it's, it's hard to put to words, but yeah, yeah it, it's like it, it wants to come off, out man. so much. And I think I'm like, for me, it's like it's, it's letting it out more and more because I think I went through a period of my, oh, I think a lot yeah. of my life, especially like my early adult life, where it was kind of like, hey, hey, man, you're intense, man. Whoa, like, what are you so like, you know? And then yeah. it's like I started to learn yeah. to just put that away. Because people don't really want to, yeah. it's not, I wasn't not the guy yep. that would be like, you know, bullying someone or whatever, but I'd be like just super competitive, you no, know, and, no. uh, Most definitely, bro. and, and it yep. was just like, people just didn't get yep. it. And they thought like, why are you so intense? That was the word I got all the time. Intense. Well, because <laughs> I want to fucking get something done. Right. How about that? Like, like, what, what, what are we here? <laughs> and so. But man, right, it's like, dude. yeah, it's like giving license, and I say that in like my branding and my 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 verbiage of when I explain Womodoro. It's like Jordan spoke to that mm-hmm. part of me that was mm-hmm. that needed to be spoken to. Yes, and when I'm watching, that's why this I'm so excited mm-hmm. for this last dance. I'm gonna I'm gonna mm-hmm. watch it like several more times because it's just like yeah. re, it's reconnecting yeah. with that. Um, again, when the shoe has been this reconnected journey yeah. for me, but it's like it, the timing of this is just really cool, and mm-hmm. it's just like this feeling of, and, and then he Man. cries at the end, like, yo, because he's just like, I want this so bad, Man. and 
and I'm willing to <laughs> do whatever yes, it sir. takes. And that, like, that feeling, yes, man, sir. it's just like, oh, gosh. Man. <laughs> man. That's, that's, I know, man. And look, I, I got goosebumps listening to you, bro, because it's, it, it is, okay, for the people that don't understand uh-huh. why we got chills and goosebumps right just then. It's because it's not in your DNA to <laughs> yeah, understand true. that. And that's okay. It's okay. You know, it's this this is something hmm. that is bred into us, bro. You can say it's programmed, made that way. put it there, whatever. <laughs> it's there. Yeah. And you know, it we cannot turn it off. It's yeah. yeah. We want to be great. And what, know, we want to be great, hmm. man. Like go ahead. Dude, I went I went through a process maybe man now mm, it may have been Were three you years ago. Well I couldn't drive anymore, man. Okay. Because I I lost my license, mm. my driver's license, because I had a seizure. And I was doing that time, this is again when I'm trying to get the brand up and working. I'm I'm up early and late and everything. Like so many hours. Um, I wasn't getting the proper rest and the sleep. And man, my health was just like it declined. And that shit happens. And it made me pause. It's like, dude, if you're not here to get your goals completed, what's the point? You're like, you you have to you have to slow down. You 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 make it seem like it is a race for sure. You, you're like, yo, if I don't get it done by two years, then it's just pointless, and that's just it. No, bro, slow down. I know you want it so bad, and you're willing to sacrifice your health, but it's not worth it. Slow down. And I'm glad it happened because it it, get, it gave me that that clear minded uh, way of approaching, still still being competitive. But then also being able to appreciate mm-hmm. the the journey. You know what I'm saying? Like appreciate the times where you didn't have it all figured out and you were frustrated. Appreciate the times where you got a you got an email, even if it's just an email from a potential distributor and they and they recognize your brand and say, Man, I love the shoes. I've seen them. I wanna put in a potential PO, send me more info. Like appreciate the smallest things because it's those things are mm-hmm. like fuel to the gas tank. That that's the stuff that keeps us going, man. Like it's it's times like this, me connecting with you through this phone, and we and we and we have the same amount of passion. Just that conversation mm-hmm. is more fuel to the tank because you align with somebody else that has that same vision, the same passion, mm-hmm. the same drive and ambition. So this 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 whole last dance thing, man, it's a great it's it's a reason why it's 10 parts. Cause it's it's so many ups and downs. And we just focus on yo, he's the GOAT, he's legendary, he has six rings, he's a Hall of Famer. Yeah, that's the that's the plaques on the wall. But before all of that, there was a lot of ups and downs that got him there. And those parts are important. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the, the, the habit, you know, 
being able to do it every day consistently and over time, like the years and years and years. And um, yeah, man, that's, that's cool. I I didn't, uh, there's not very many people who who have that feeling. (laughs) And if you're listening and you're like, Oh my gosh, I've got that same thing. Know that you're not weird or alone. Uh, It's like a calling I believe no. to our own greatness. And I, I, I believe that we're all called yeah. to greatness and we're all Most called definitely. to our unique greatness. Cause each of us has our own version of the greatness. You can yep. be in any situation, but there's greatness Most that's being definitely. called from you in that moment. And then through your whole life. And um, mm-hmm. I'm trying to still unpack yes. how yes, I am consistently need to move into it. Like, the because i feel like i'm just like mm. moving shit mm. like like okay move get out of that get out of my way there yeah. get out of my way here heal over here heal over there you know mm. uh, so that i can actually like mm. let mm. this this consistent long-term yeah. uh um mm. predictable stream flow that's mm. what i'm going through right now I'm trying to figure that yeah. out because it's been like gush and then close and then gush and then close. And then it's like, mm-hmm. it's like my mm. interpretation of it all and I'm a man of faith. And so I pray a lot. And what I feel mm-hmm. is that it's mm-hmm. like, he's, he's like, I got so much for you and I just, just trust me. Mm-hmm. Like I'm going to, I'm just working on, I'm working on you. Like I'm, I'm yes, let sir. me in so that I can feel yeah. this stuff and, and then we can yeah. order it and then like, let that gush mm-hmm. flow out. And it doesn't have to be so intense all the time. It could just be yeah. a steady stream with moments of intensity, of course, but there's always yes. a stream because for me, it's been like the right. stream gets shut off sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That's okay. So, how I look at that, okay. and I've been there. I know what you're talking about. Um, where it feels like, dude, it's nothing I can do to get the result that I want. Like, what's going on? Um, because I'm not, I'm not a religious guy, but I'm more spiritual, and I believe in the universe, and I believe in law of attraction. And if you believe in that, then you know that the universe has the best intent, the best. The best that you can, that maybe you don't even know about yet, it has the best out for you. It's, it's set that way. Now, if you really believe in that, and, and, and the funny thing about believing in that, the universe knows if you believe or not. You can speak it all day. It will know whether you truly believe it or not. And if you believe that you can achieve all things with the help of the universe, it'll place things there. Even when the times where you say it's shut off, those things are being placed at that time. You may not see them yet. They may be far away. They may be close, but you don't see them. And that's why you're frustrated. But then if you said that you believe, then why would you be frustrated if you know that it has the best out for you? So the amount of frustration that I used to have today, I don't because I understand that I can't see everything and know everything. 
But if I truly believe in the concept of what I just said, then I would have no reason to worry, to not sleep well at night, to be angry. Hmm, it's interesting. It's like, dude, no. Although it may seem as if it's cut off right now, as long as I'm doing the best well, of my ability. Well, that's exactly what, what I have right th- now. This is where, where I'm going to tweak a little bit of what I said so that it's more uh, accurate to what I'm experiencing. So what I'm referring to is mm-hmm. less of like what the outcome is, but it's actually whether or not like the, the flowing from within mm-hmm. me. So I'm like, I'm just like taking away results. For, for okay. Now. Like I'm not even talking about results because for me in my life, anytime I actually do something, gotcha. not anytime, I shouldn't say that. That sounds pretty crazy, but I just mm-hmm. mean like when I'm consistently putting <laughs> specific action towards something, usually I get pretty decent results. Yeah. The, for me, it's pretty a matter good of consistently yeah. doing yep. things. So, so there's this flow that yeah comes staying out. in that like you said that you flow know what okay. i mean and it's like and i'm relating Got my it. greatness with that because i know that i can't control the external results i can only mm. control the things that i can do so when i talk about greatness i'm talking about that yes so in that situation Got it, it's man. more like Got it's not it. flowing from me like i'm 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 like i get distracted or i lose something or I get emotional about something, mm. or I get, there's a, there's, there's um, mm. some healing that needs to be happening from some sort of reaction that I had from something, you know, and it's deep shit, right? And yeah, um, so that's, yeah. that's what I mean. Yeah, I got it, man. That's hey, again, that's why I'm waiting. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, it's it's, it's, it's emotional health. <laughs> I thought I was an emotionally intelligent man. Uh, until I started doing um, counseling yep. therapy, I've been doing it for since like October. Mm. And wow, it's like okay. okay, there's like I'm like whoa, what? I, I feel that? I'm like oh my gosh! Like, and then just being able to feel, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know. Yeah, it's just like oh, I didn't know I actually yeah. like. Yep. Like that's what I'm actually feeling, and. And it's like we're I'm I got so used to yeah blocking those feelings by like doing something else, you know. Man. And and then now it's Man. like I'm going through this phase yes. right now where it's like I've withheld myself from a lot of those ways of dealing with feeling a feeling. Mm. Um that now the feeling yeah. is like is there because yeah. it has to be like expressed, right? It has to be felt which is the right thing to do. And it's a good thing. Yes. Healing. Yes. So, but it's not easy, man. You know, it's Ooh, probably it's the hardest easy, man. thing it's that not, we can do. Man. Really. Uh, so I'm, I'm in that phase right yes. now where like, it's been yes. a, a little yes. bit of the valve has been like kind of closed as like my output of, of my output yeah. basically. Yeah. And, uh anyway that's that's kind of where i'm mm-hmm. where i'm at so mm-hmm. i'm i tr- i'm trusting and knowing that this is the process mm-hmm. and that it's kind of and it's i can actually already feel it yeah man week or so like it's starting to turn um it's and then it's it's easy yeah. to judge yourself like i'm like well what is wrong with me like why am i not as motivated right mm-hmm. now and it's like because you're going through a lot of change right now you know there's a lot of 
a lot of healing, a lot of, you Woo. know. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yes, sir. Man, I look, I, I get it, bro. I, look, man, I went through a divorce uh, mm-hmm. now almost like a year and a half ago. And, man, yeah, I bet. Um, that affected me big time. Business, creatively, emotionally, even physically, it, it affected me. And coming out of that thing, it was a lot of things mm-hmm. that personally I, I haven't addressed. And that's why I've been more focused on addressing those things. Mm-hmm. I, I saw that it was slowing me down. Like I'm not I'm not my optimum self because I haven't unpacked mm-hmm. whatever yeah, it sure. is that's been bogged down. I, I just I just put mm-hmm. the luggage in the corner and just let it sit there without unpacking. It's like, dude, it's gonna it's gonna stay there. It's gonna stay there. So you you, you can walk yep. around and act like it's not there all you want, but you're yeah. gonna have to unpack it because you're gonna run out of clothes. Yeah. So and the, and the it's sooner up to the you better. When you unpack it. The sooner the better. And honestly, if if I get Most you give any any uh Most thought on that, it's like talking to someone is the best because I I waited so long to do that yeah. like i never i always read books and, and do seminars mm. and do this and that group things coaching and blah 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 blah, blah all these different things but it's mm-hmm. completely different than actually sitting down with someone yep. who's trained to do this thing you know and then just by like doing it, mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. they don't even have to be very good it was just like just by sitting there and, and having someone actually like be paid to listen yeah. to yeah was like huge and then um yes. i mean i'm just very thankful that i've got someone yeah. who's really working well for me but um yeah. it's really a lot of just yeah being able yes, to speak so. with another human about the things that are going on and it just, <laughs> yeah. it just like feels I'm, better you're like oh okay yeah. that was simple but anyway um it's it's beautiful work right yep you lighten the load Yes, yeah. sir. It, it's man. It's it's required, man. It it is it is required to do those types of things to be it's at your absolutely. I went through a breakup period like six and a half years ago, and for years it like mm-hmm. like only in the last. I mean, there's just deg- levels of it, but the last couple of years I've like finally like been freer mm. freer from it. But even even still. Mm there's still things that I've been like in the last six months that I've been like, mm. you know, feeling through. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, like this is yeah. affecting me so much, yeah. you know? Like, <laughs> I and I, did, I dated, <laughs> like I talked to a lot of girls yes. and stuff. So I, that was my way of actually yeah. just kind of telling myself that it was, that it was all, it was all good. Right. It's like, we, we learn all these, we learn all these yep. ways to, to, to survive. Right. <laughs> It's like, well, I've got to be strong. I got to go. Yes, Come on, let's go. Yes, and and then the the part of us, yeah. the emotional yeah. part of us, just like, yeah. uh, what about me? Like, hello, <laughs> can I have a moment? <laughs> As men, that's oh, you know man. something that we oh, do man. really well, right? Because we have to, you know, keep things moving, man. and that's there's that's so, important. But but we still need to be able to. Yes. And you know what's funny is that, like. Yes, as a man, like I th- we don't even need a lot. Like we just need a little bit. Mm-hmm. It's like no, yeah, yeah, so. yeah. Most stuff. I'm, I'm the same way. I'm the same way, man. It's, and again, I keep, man. If anybody's listening to this, again, get mastering adulthood by uh, Laura hmm. 
Fielding. She's a psychologist. And uh man, how she breaks that breaks it down. Mm. Dude, speaking of driving and keep going, mm. she breaks it down as if you're in a car. You're the driver, but you have passengers. The passengers are mm. the baggage and the things you haven't dealt with. And you allow the passengers to mm. direct your vehicle, although you have control. And then on top of that, you have to understand your vehicle. Yeah. Which is your yeah. person, your personality, how you deal with things. Because the sports car can't go into the all-terrain yeah. desert and, and be successful. <laughs> you got to understand yeah. how your car is built first. Then understand who's in the car with you. But then lastly, understand that you are always mm-hmm. in control Absolutely. of the direction. And, of it's, that it, and it comes from different times in our lives, you know, like, and it's and the one thing about like the whole you know, idolizing a great player and stuff like this. Like we compare ourselves. It's, it's hard to not compare ourselves. You know, you go, wow, this kid was 21 and he's like, hits the game shot for, you know, North Carolina. It's like, what did I do at 21? You know? Yeah. And then he's like 30, 31. He went to the first championship. (laughs) And you're like, whoa, geez. I'm like, oh yeah. Like that was like six years ago. What the hell did I do? (laughs) You know? And it's like he he like was and I found yeah, this in the first few yeah. episodes like it's similar to what we were talking about earlier. It's like what's your game? Like how do you how do you make your you know com- competition come out the most and yep. like your drive and everything align? And like some people yep. just they just get into that yep. thing and it's like boom you're like flowing and it's like bam. So basketball for yep. him right and yep. and for you and I yeah mm-hmm. basketball was it and maybe we just weren't good enough. Mm. <laughs> Right. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, cause like when we're right. Period. When I first, the first episode <laughs> right. and second, I remember thinking about, um, like, cause you know, like morning rituals is a big deal in, in the, you know, the, the entrepreneurial world, personal development, it's like, get your morning yeah. ritual set. What was my morning ritual when I was 12, uh-huh. 13? Uh-huh. It, it was go to school early, a half an hour <laughs> to play basketball against my friends. Yeah, yeah. And have competitive uh, game at 7.30 in the morning. Sweat, be physical, mm-hmm. and then get into class and mm-hmm. learn something. And every single day. Like, mm-hmm. I love that. Can I, I want to do that now. Oh, I can't. Yeah. <laughs> That's, like, nearly impossible. I'm not Barack Obama. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, hey, guys, uh, I'm going to want to play. Right, right, basketball. right. Let's go meet me exactly. at the court. Oh, yes, sir. Yes, Derek. Like, <laughs> we're going to go play back. <laughs> so it's like right. how do we arrange our exactly, lives dude. To, you know i'm still learning this like i'm 37 and i'm trying to like i'm going wait like some parts mm. are not right yet you know and Man. i'm just like how do Man. i make it so that i'm flowing yeah. You know, and I've done so many different types of yeah, things. Man. I've gone through See, super discipline yeah. phases, but I can't, haven't seemed to find something that lasts. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. I get it. I get it. But, man, I applaud you because, one, that's part of being great because the great ones always, they try to research and find ways to accomplish the goal and the goal is for you to if you're trying to find a ritual the first step is to actually search for it to try new things to try to see if this sticks or not and if not why well i've been on that for nine years so 
It's that yeah. that makes it great. The other, the other part to it all, yeah, the, the other part <laughs> hey, to it all is that, that you change, the car changes. So, so mm-hmm. it's inevitable mm-hmm. that you're going to have to yeah. change things, anyways. <clears throat> right? Because the car's going to change. You're going to most of you know That's things are going to degrade yeah. and things are going to improve. Mm-hmm. Like physically degrade and then like yeah. you know, interiorly, hopefully improve yep. and, and mentally and all that. So it's an ongoing process. Most definitely. Um, but what's, what's yes. your, have, do you feel like you've got that like yes. pretty solid? Yeah. Like morning or just like as far as general, the, the ritual part of like, yeah. 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 My flow is typically, um, so firstly, it depends. It depends. Because, yeah. again, there's ebbs and flows of life. So the first mm-hmm. thing is, do I meditate in the morning? I only meditate mm-hmm. when I feel like I'm disconnected. Mm-hmm. And, and only I know that. So I know when my mind is, is flustered, there's too much going on, and I need, a, I need a break to just, okay, hold on. Pause for a minute just align some things in your mind mentally first even if that means emotionally figure that out all right but then outside of that my morning uh typically is spent in the bathroom <laughs> what happens in the bathroom? <laughs> stop there <laughs> uh, I... <laughs> yeah. well yeah, yeah well, just kidding. well the obvious yeah, okay. but we're not gonna so talk just about get, that get ready but uh <laughs> it's it, it's more about yeah it, it's dude i'm playing podcast um whether and typically i fluctuate so the podcast topic or audiobook may be about do you choose that more health than... business or do you choose it i it, 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 it yeah it depends on the day like i yeah. know yeah, what gotcha. i need to absorb that day you know it, like if i've absorbed enough um, about workout or fitness and health, I need to get a little bit in about business and investing and real estate and, and the things that I, I know I need to hmm. boost up on that side of the coin, right? It's, it's, it's the same thing if we went went to the gym and I've shot mm-hmm. uh, tons of threes and I need to work on my mid-range yep. or I need to work on my free throw. Same thing, right? So I do that um, every morning while I'm grooming myself. And I do that because... One, it's important to obviously get new knowledge and new perspectives because it, it just boosts your your vision. The more perspectives you have of the scope of the yeah. things you're trying to achieve, obviously you understand it better. So if I'm trying to be my greatest version, well, that includes my health, that includes my fitness, that includes my business savvy, that includes my design skills, that includes, you know, my emotional health. So I absorb all of that stuff. But then also when I walk out, mm-hmm. you know, the phrase, oh, you know, if you look yep. good, you feel good. Yep. Well, that's real. <laughs> like that, that image you see when you look in the mirror, it's the reason why when you walk into a store and you you see tons of strangers you've never met in your, your life. You have a sense of um, their pride for themselves. And, and intuitively, you somehow, um, you have a different vibration 
when you look at somebody that carries themselves in a way and grooms themselves in a way than somebody that doesn't. It's a reason why you feel that way. Because if you're breaking it down for me, I'll break it down. It, 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 uh, if we can recognize the frequencies of rock and roll versus the frequencies of hip hop versus the frequencies of jazz, you can you can take that same type of theory of frequency when somebody doesn't brush their hair, doesn't brush their teeth, yep. and their clothes are wrinkled. It's calculations. They don't think too well of themselves for them to go out. Yeah, it's, it's, it's so many things in there. There's something going on psychologically that makes me look at them differently. So if I want to be perceived and my frequency to be perceived as somebody that cares for themselves, that walks around and believes that they are kings in this world amongst other kings, they're going to look and walk and project themselves to the world in a certain way. So when I walk out of that bathroom and I get my day started and I know that I put time into how I feel about myself and that's given to you by you seeing that through my aesthetic. Um, yeah, that's great. That's cool. Well, I'm going to feel better like about that. myself. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm automatically, I'm just feel like I can conquer the world today. Today, I'm going to conquer it every day. Are you still I'm doing that in quarantine? That. <laughs> so that's just good, me. good, good. Uh, except I have to yeah, look at still doing badass hair. Bro. Like, I mean, right I have a shirt on. <laughs> Worse. <laughs> Worse. <laughs> All right. Dude, this morning I cut my hair. You know what I'm saying? I like, can't. I cut man. my hair. I got, like, I unless I just want to buzz it, week. but you know, what I'm saying? I guess I, I'm, I probably, it's probably better just to do that. I get you. This is just, I feel like it's ridiculous. <laughs> That's you. awesome. So yeah, start with, start with the. Um, it's good control. So it's interesting. You said, um, you said uh, meditation when you feel like you need it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say. So I do, yeah. I do an hour every morning. I call it holy hour. And, um, I, th- well, so I, okay. when I don't do it, mm-hmm. I feel it a lot. Um, because I've gotten into a pretty mm-hmm. good rhythm the last Got three, six months with it. And when I don't do it, I definitely feel it. And so I will, mm-hmm. I used to be, I'll do it when I need to do it. And now it's, I do it every single day, mm-hmm. whether or not feel like I feel like I, I want to or not. Because um, is gotcha. first of all, if you want to look at it from a personal development yeah. perspective, it's like it's like self, it's like uh, preventative, right? And then um, mm-hmm. if you're spiritual and you believe in mm-hmm. a, something else, then that something else is obviously all good and loving, like you mentioned. Yes. And if that thing is all good and loving of you, then yes, doesn't it deserve your attention for an hour? And and uh mm-hmm. and and, for, and i make a yeah. point of it and it sounds That's like good. you do too as you said you start your day is that it's the first thing i do when i do it because lately i've been a little bit off but um I'm not trying to yeah. sound like i'm definitely not perfect with mm-hmm. any of this but um but uh for me it's a point to do it yeah. as the first thing mm-hmm. that i do because it sets a tone it's a communication yeah. that says yes, you're first like what I believe in is first. Mm-hmm. That's that's first, and then everything will come from that. Yes, sir. Um, so, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah, that's Dude. awesome, man. 
Yeah, man. Yeah, no, for sure. You and and, and from out, a business man. perspective, sure. it's been huge. Like, in fact, that's where like a lot of this new this new phase that I'm going to be that I'm going into right now. I haven't really talked too much about, but um, I'm kind of out of design, but <laughs> um, it's mm-hmm. it, it all came from that time. <laughs> that space where i'm just where it's quiet yeah and i'm away from everything and there's that that creative Mm -hmm. flow can really really Mm -hmm. happen um it's like they say with like writers people with writers blog that they say you gotta just commit to writing for that hour or whatever it is every day no matter if you feel like it or not Mm -hmm. um there's just something about that that just yep repetition Anyway, yeah, yes, it's uh, it's been an amazing episode with you. Thanks for thanks so much for your time, and you dropped some wisdom bombs, man. Really appreciate that. Man, man, no, no, I appreciate you inviting me over, man. It's just uh, I love having these conversations. I, I thrive off of these things, man. So it's just more, yeah, like you said, that, more gas. Absolutely, more man. Gas I got, I got the, a fill up today. So thank you for that. Yeah, man. And uh, yeah, I know we'll st- we'll be continuing uh, yeah, to stay connected, and you know, we'd love to have you on the sh- on the episode again, show again uh, in the f- near future. But yeah. all right, man. Any yeah, any last words? How can people get in touch with you if they want to follow you? Yeah, uh, social media, Instagram. It is Q underscore Designs with an S. And then if you want to follow the company profile, Q4 Sports, that's at Q numerical four sports with an S. But yeah, man, feel free to reach out. Always open for conversation, man. Always here for growth. And if I had to say one thing uh, last to say, I, I always, um, I live by this quote by Muhammad Ali. It actually was the nice. quote I used for my high school uh, senior book. <laughs> uh, yeah, don't count the days, make the days count. So obviously being in quarantine, we here stuck, a lot of us, but that doesn't mean you have to you have to pause. You can still move your body, you can still move your mind, you can still yes. move your creativity. So amazing. Let's keep Last moving. words. Thank you so much, Quentin. Have a great yes, day. Sir. Okay. See ya. Thanks, man. Thanks, Derek.
the actually with um Courtney. You're just the guy that your Nike CEO um referred me to. And you you're yeah, he, he owns the basketball no, he owns the basketball shoe brand. Uh, and he's got a couple of NBA athletes that are on board with it. Thank 
I've been facing all that stuff, man. It's been fucking tough. Oh, it's not about. Uh, okay, I, I understand what you're asking. It's not. I'm not referring to the trouble being. I I feel urged to talk to girls and things like that. It's more the result. So this would have happened anyway. Well, actually, probably not, because I, I probably could have just, like, if that's a tenure in Bumble, I'm still working on it, and I still could talk to people. So, I even got it at the point of the back, right? So, Predator is back, all set. I'm talking about any kind of from breakups, you know, the, the 
Yeah. No, I didn't. Um, I'm. I heard one thing that someone big invested in it recently. Someone important. I don't know. That was it. I don't remember the. No, I don't remember the name. I could get it for you if you wanted, but. It wasn't Buffett. I don't know, man. I'm a little bit 